Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the EWB podcast. A potential uh, pre-season ending episode on the eve of Game 6 with the Warriors up 3-2 to two in the NBA Finals. So, of course, uh, I have to uh, talk GSW Hoops basketball with my buddy, the guy who's put me way into the luxury tax, my pocket check winner or whatever Brian Windhorst called the Warriors, uh, the genio James Liao. How's it going? And he's shaking his head. I mean, look, I don't really have a huge problem with, you know, Brian Windhorst in general. I just, you know, the guy is just the biggest LeBron stan. And of course, he just, yeah, it's... I understand he covered him his entire he, he, since high school, right? He, they went to high school together. Yeah, high school together. <laughs> he was did? the equipment manager on the team. <laughs> I I legit thought that they went to high school together. Oh, I don't know about that, but I mean, you know, he's been basically covering him in his entire life, and then he's mm-hmm. he doesn't get to where he is now uh-huh. without LeBron. Oh, you know? so like he's just basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the stuff he was talking about is like, oh, Steph, like, you know, now knows what LeBron feels like or whatever. I'm like, dude, why does every conversation with you have to go back to LeBron? <laughs> uh, but anyways, I digress with Brian Woodhorse. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Hold on one second. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I was actually looking up Brian Windhorse. Um I I really thought that. Uh, oh, he was just a beat writer. Yeah, it was a beat writer. I don't oh, think he okay. went to high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they have known each other since James was in high school. Here we go. Yeah, because uh, he was covering him when he was in high school because LeBron got so much hype. As oh, well. okay. So here we go. Um, Windhorse actually went to St. Vincent, St. Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so same high school. Yeah, they didn't yeah. overlap, but... Um, Brian Windhorst's mother taught health and sex education uh, and taught LeBron James. Ah, okay, okay. So, so there's some overlap there. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't kidding when I said they went to the same high school. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That's they went to the same high school. It just didn't overlap. I thought he meant he was like literally following him around in high school. <laughs> he, he was the loser that LeBron would uh, stand up for when when the bullies would pick on you know, fat Brian Windhorst. <laughs> Uh, well there you go one day if um if i become famous you know I'll let you, if i make it to the nba i'll let you uh i'll let you be the beat writer <laughs> that rides my coattail oh hey and, thanks i you know yeah. thanks but no thanks i'm not interested <laughs> what you can cover me this the schmuck emil wayne but i'm not interested <laughs> pass former backup one guard of the golden state Warriors. Yeah. don't you forget that um let, let's let's talk a little bit about the series uh warriors up three two um are, are are we ready to buy our andrew wiggins jerseys yet you, you think i they're just, can't you, believe you and i have not bought one like this is ridiculous <laughs> after the performance he put on the last couple of games like you know right. we i almost feel like compelled that i gotta and i feel bad for some of the slander we have thrown wigs mm. Like, yeah. okay, I shouldn't say slander. We did not really slander him, but mm. we we did, well, I guess you could say slander again, but th- 
trading him for Harrison Barnes and Michael Pick <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes. I mean, we were, we were yeah, legit yeah, that's talking what about that. That, that, you know, we could trade Andrew Wiggins in the offseason for Harrison Barnes, who's, who's a good player, um, and Rashawn Holmes, who yeah, gives yeah. us a, a different dimension. Salary filler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is what we were talking about just months ago. And, oh, my God, like, who knew we would get – you know, 18 or 16 rebound Andrew Wiggins in game four and 13 rebound Andrew Wiggins in game five. And oh, by the way, averaging 19 points in the series while playing great defense on Jason Tatum. Dude, his career rebounding average is like the same as Steph or like <laughs> oh, yeah. four and a half rebounds a game. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. he's never been a good rebounder. So this, I think for even guys like Minnesota fans, I'm sure are like, what the hell was this? <laughs> you know, like, where did this come from? 16 boards and then 13 boards. And he's hitting the glass like a madman, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, a, a lot more long misses. I, I, I will caveat this. Um, yes. This uh, blow up of rebounds from Andrew Wiggins to a lot of long misses from this Golden State Warriors team in, in these NBA finals. Um, you know, I, I don't need to get too far into it, but you know, game five over oh, what uh, other than Clay, the starter shot oh, of 19 from three that that's insane. Uh, but of course, what's even more insane is that we won, and a lot of it had to do with Andrew Wiggins, man. Who, uh, like, I have never, I like, you brought up a really interesting comp, uh, in Antoine Jameson, and their game is wildly different. But how Andrew Wiggins was able to score on some of those little bunny, uh, bunny pogo shots was very, very Jameson esque, especially since Jameson shot, yeah, especially since it was over like a legit shot blocker. And and I understand that, like, you know, Wiggins is a lot more athletic than Anton Jameson was, but just the know how to get that shot off quickly, um, was yeah, it it was impressive. The variety of the array of ways that he got his twos during that game five was impressive. Um, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to say it now. We're not going to see another game like that from Andrew Williams, the rest of the series, but it was, but it was enough, right? Like I you mean, only 26 needed- and 13. You're not going to see that again. Like that's not, that's the one Andrew Wiggins game where you're going to get that mm-hmm. 25 plus because yeah. this was him in the regular season. He throw together a bunch of games at 17 to 19 points. Um, and then all of a sudden he would throw you a 25 plus a 30 pointer. And then you're like, Oh, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. <laughs> Number one. And, pick, then there he, you go. and then he goes back to 18 points every game. And you're just like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so this is it. I, I agree. This is and, and that's all five. we that's needed. It. Right. Yeah. That's all, all we needed was him just to win us one game. And he did it. And it's up to the stars to win us the rest of uh, not the rest of them. The last one. The last game. Yeah. It, just to wrap up on Wiggins. I mean, it can't overlook the defense, too. The, the defense will be there um, holding Tatum to an abysmal, uh, like, I think a 38 percent shooting percentage for the NBA final at 37.3. I'm sorry. 37.3 uh, shooting, um, actually shooting really well from three at 48%. Yeah. But man, like what he's doing from two point land is insane. It's it's uh, something in the low 30s. And uh, you know what? Like I, I'm comfortable saying that Tatum and Wiggins have almost gone toe to toe in this, which is 
which is crazy to think because of you know like Jason Tatum, you know All Star, first all NBA, yeah, yeah, first yeah, yeah. NBA. And, and you know this podcast knows how I feel about him, but um, you know Wiggins bust, former number one, yeah, like didn't find his place in the league. Like for him to step up and go close toe to toe with Jason Tatum in the series has been so impressive. And you and I were watching highlights earlier on you know what what made Wiggins so good on defense. Um, obviously being able to stay in front of Jason Tatum for most of it and contest most, a lot of his shots, but some of the off ball stuff and, you know, how he closed out on rotations. Yeah. yeah, Like a lot of that was super impressive that that wasn't part of this game before. Yeah. That's just, I think part of the improvement he's shown playing with really good defenders, like, you know, like Draymond um, and then, you know, obviously, Clay. He's. I think he started off the series a little slow defensively, but I don't know if you realize, but the last like three games, he's Clay has. He's been really good <laughs> on defense. He. I. I've been like, oh man, this is like kind of like the Clay of old. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have the foot speed for quick guards anymore. But Boston doesn't have a quick guard, yeah. so I'm like, this is perfect. He doesn't need to. He can guard wings like Jalen Brown. Like he was getting cooked early, but now it's like, oh, okay. He's kind of figured these guys out and he's knows how to defend them now. So, no. um, but yeah, Wiggins just, I think playing in the system and learning from Draymond, like you can see a lot of the help defense tendencies that he picked up from Dre, you know, stunting on drives, you know, helping out at the right time, like all that stuff is just like, you learn from the best and, you know, mm-hmm. he, you know, obviously is able to apply it and retain it and apply it, but like, it's crazy, dude. It's just like, like in the on-ball stuff is just like you just cannot stress that enough. Like, yeah, it can be anybody. Like Marcus Smart, the Jays. It doesn't matter. Like he can guard anyone outside of Robert Williams. You know, mm-hmm. it's like straight up. He can Al Horford. He can guard. Like dude, it's just nuts. Like went through mm-hmm. more. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I had I had my bit. I'm curious what your your reflections are from the past couple of days past couple games yeah i mean like i touched on clay a little bit earlier right you know he's Mm -hmm. shown some steady improvement and i think we've seen that last couple of series too where he starts off the series really slow um and then he's kind of picks it up near the end so um you know he's shown that you know first two games were abysmal both ends and then you know he's making his shots again and he's playing great defense so this is exactly what you want from clay literally Mm -hmm. shoot the ball and play defense, you know. So that's we'll we'll hold off the game clip, uh, game six clay discussion for later. So, but uh, we'll, we'll table that for now. Uh, who who else did you want to talk about? Um, you know, even just the I mean, obviously the Steph stuff is talked about. You know, everybody knows mm-hmm. what he did in the last. You know, in game four, obviously historic, mm-hmm. one of the best Steph games. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, you know, we can probably touch a little bit about some of the other guys, like, you know, that are on the, um, on, as part of the rotation, like GP2, like, mm. you know, and some of his minutes that you don't realize we just missed having him around so much, you know, like, you know, he didn't really play game one. I, mm. he didn't play game one at all, but I don't think he was ready. Like, they probably yeah. just put him on mm. the roster, but he actually was probably, you know, not a hundred percent ready to go. So they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's not risk it. Yeah. But then starting from game two 
and the last two games, oh man, like GP2, so many different options you can do on defense and then so many different, you know, it gives you a different wrinkle on the second team um, offense because you now get this quote unquote big guy who can set a screen and dive hard to the basket, make yeah. the occasional corner three, um, you know, and then it's a ace cutter. Like mm-hmm. the guy just knows how to cut when to cut, yeah. you know, great so it's just too. like, yeah, great finisher around had, the basket. He's like, finished amongst the tree. Like I, I don't think I've seen him blocked uh, yet. I, I think he knows how yeah. to pick his spots and maybe his rotation is just kind of staggered from Robert Williams, but I haven't seen him go in there and get swatted the way I've seen, you know, everyone else. Like, I feel like Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Poole, you know, all of them have gotten punked at some point. So (laughs) it is good to see him see that added dimension. Uh, The funny thing is, like, you see what he's doing on ball on defense. uh, But if you were to ask me what, like, what else Peyton does off the ball. It's like, yeah, you, you never really see much of it. So I'm curious, is he actually a good off ball defender? Uh, I think he gets in the passing lanes because he has so mm-hmm. like, he's very destructive in the lanes because of his long arms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he will get a lot of steals doing, doing that, but he gets at least one on ball poke away steal when you're dribbling the game. Like yeah. that's like guaranteed Garrett yeah. white, Jalen yeah. Brown or whatever. It's just yeah. like he'll just pick your pocket every game, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, off ball, he's more like in the passing lanes because of his long ass arms, and then just yeah, just being able to shut those lanes off. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as a help defender, I mean, he's a little small, obviously, so he's not going to be able to do a lot of the same things that the bigger wings can do. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, he just that's the you know the kind of like Steph plays the passing lanes, um, and then on ball, obviously, he's very tough. Um, but, yeah. um, you know, obviously guys like Tatum and Brown still have a little size over them, but you know, yeah. I, that's the thing you never worry about even GP two. It's like his arms are so long. It's a great contest regardless, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. And, and I think the, the full court thing is interesting how I haven't seen him do too much of it yet, but he, he is one no. of the few guys that the warriors do make kind of roll him out to do full court pressure. The Celtics are surprisingly like a really slow team and, and i don't know if they're gassed or something but it just seems like you know they, they they always get across half court with you know 16 17 seconds left on the shot clock they don't really go into their first action until about 12 seconds left so that that really they don't limits have too much action that's yeah. the thing also yeah yeah, they just, yeah. It, it, it's not like the warriors where sometimes you're like like Steph can get the ball like three times on one possession and and you just know that oh like the first two things didn't work out. So he just passed it back out and it ran around again. Like yeah. that, that like that's because we start possession sometimes really early in the shot clock at, you know, with 21 seconds, 20, 21 seconds yeah, left. Like Draymond, like rushing it up court and stuff. Yeah. 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 And when the Celtics don't have somebody to, to, uh, to, to give us a little bit more on ball pressure, you know, early in the shot clock, I, I think that that really opens up more opportunities for us uh, and, and again, whereas the Celtics don't have that sort of, uh, oh, maybe it's an energy thing. Maybe it is just an offense thing where they don't have that much action anyway. So they assume that they're just going to get the best shot they can in the first 12 seconds. But, uh, 
yeah, it, the Celtics offense, you just watch it. I mean, our, our defense is really good, but I, I just don't see many other creative ways for them to get good shots. Yeah, they don't have, um, you know, I just feel like they don't really have too many sets that they're running. You know, a lot of it is just isolation, get mismatch hunting. It's kind of similar to like what the Mavs do, but like yeah. Luca is a generational playmaker and then Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are okay, solid, mm-hmm. but they're not Luca. Luca can Tatum. find every fucking pass available. You know who you my know? comp is for Tatum? Danny Granger. He's way better than Danny Granger. Come on, dude. No, he's not better than Danny <laughs> he's Granger. Like, he, he's, Danny Granger has never averaged like, you know, 26 points on 40% on three. Like, come on, dude. Mm, yeah. That's not. All right, fine. And he can't shoot, create in isolation. Like fine, Rudy Gay. <laughs> yeah, he's better Rudy Gay, sure. <laughs> I'm looking up Danny Granger right now just to see what kind of Danny stuff Granger, I think he had one all-star year right before yeah. Paul George blew up, right? And then they had mm. that tough tough choice Yeah, on what they want to do. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder what happened to him. He kind of fell off the, uh, fell off well, the Paul George. NBA. Yeah. They played the same position. Yeah, but you'd think that he'd end up on some other team. Um, yeah, Granger had like one or two good years. Wow, he ended up uh, kind of bouncing around a bit. Yeah, um, they, he just he he also wasn't healthy. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> well, actually, not really. Just Miami and then the Clippers, yeah. and I think that that was. So it. yeah, he had that one year at twenty six percent or twenty six. So he had one year where he played like Tatum. Yeah. 26 points a game on 40% from three. Well, there so, you go. There's, there's my, my one year. Right. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, he, had one, he had like one. That was his all-star year. Yeah. yeah. He was good. I, yeah. I do remember him being pretty yeah. good. Just not that like. That was his best year. Yeah. yeah by but a not, mile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But not somebody you consider like a, a generational talent who's going to lead a, yeah. like lead a team to an NBA Finals championship. That's the thing I think people are finding out about. Tatum and it's like I mean obviously he's like 24 25 so he's still young but like you know right now if he doesn't show significant improvement like Mm -hmm. this might be you know there's going to be a limit to how good he can really get right because it's like guys like Luca are very clearly and guys like Giannis and even Steph are just clearly a level above him Yeah, you know like he's definitely in the second tier of like superstars you know he's just not in that top seven to 10 discussion like he's just not really in that group right now you know so yeah but um, he still made his way into the all nba team so but i mean it ain't right i just i just don't know who else you would put in in uh in that spot (laughs) number 22 on the golden state warriors oh yeah excuse me who's that k-pop star that got him into the all-star game bam bam yeah (laughs) that's what this podcast we need we need uh a K-pop star to promote it, maybe retweet some of this, or if if, if we had a Twitter, some of this, yeah. As soon as you get it, it you know it's gonna it's gonna blow up right away. <laughs> well, anything else from the past couple of games before we go into predictions? Um, yeah, we, I, you and I talked a little bit about like you know Bielitsa and mm. like how some of the the kind of the fringe guys. Like, I really like the way Kerr's handling the minutes for those guys. You know, even Jordan Poole. Also, yeah, like yeah. Um, the way Kerr's been handling their their minutes, um, because they're much more of Kerr being like doing the old Nelly trick, you know, 
testing Michael Pietras. Does he freaking have it today or not? Does he step you know? out of bounds on it? A- yeah, does he step out of bounds on a corner three? Um, you know, so it's just like really, really fun to watch Kerr kind of play around with that, you know, and it's like, you know, Belly gets nine to ten minutes in game four because he played well. And then in game five, uh, he played in the second quarter and just was abysmal. Just didn't do yeah. anything, getting beat. And then so he didn't play in the second half because it was just like, yeah, you're just not good enough right now. You know, and mm-hmm. the same thing with Jordan Polk. Like, you know, he really, you know, the minutes overall have been uh, pretty low for him. Like he hasn't played that much. Like in game in game four, he played, what, 15 minutes roughly? Yeah. Yeah, or gate five, he played 15 minutes. Yeah, and very memorable. Four, he played it. Yeah. yeah, he played 20 minutes, right? So in game mm. four. So again, both times, you know, he's playing, you know, efficient um, basketball. So he's able to get a little bit more uh, uh, time, you know, and it's like Kerr's not overplaying him because he knows that defensively he's going to get hunted on. So they're just keeping him at 15 to 20 minutes, you know, and uh, I just like the way Kerr managed that because it was just like, look, and I think he would probably end up playing less if he didn't have his shot going like he did in the last two games, you know? So yeah. um, Kerr's shown that he's willing to, you know, just ride the guys, play GP2, play Looney, play OPJ, and just that's it. Play your seven to eight guys and just that's it. Don't, you know, mess around with the other guys. So. Yeah, you 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 and I were talking earlier about you know do we play pool a little bit less in that first half, and I think that you know like he, he might actually have a better impact on the game if he's you know r- running a little bit more against a tired third quarter Celtics team like it, that. I feel like that that's where he has the best opportunity to do the most damage, and in that second quarter, maybe you try to ride Andre Iguodala a little bit more just for two or three uh, minutes. Um, I'm out on Iggy. I don't think mm-hmm. he's the same player anymore. Like I, mm-hmm. I personally would, I would try Belly first mm-hmm. as a big mm-hmm. in the second quarter. But I, yeah, I just think Andre's done. Like I don't think he can be playing anymore. Now mm-hmm. Kerr might disagree, but I personally don't think he should be playing anymore. Or, but, or we'll just play Damian um, Lee minutes because remember Damian Lee has Damian. Na- na- naked pictures of somebody on the coaching staff because that guy still gets the play. <laughs> Well, Kerr's been better about not playing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, in the finals, high leverage, he's like, all right, I'm going to get back down to nine guys. <laughs> Otherwise, I was just like, how the hell is Dame still playing in the Western Conference Finals? I'm oh like, dude, you're killing me. Well, we're also missing GP. GP so yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the main thing. We're trying to scrape by with Moody and Lee in mm-hmm. those extra guard minutes that yeah. GP2 was missing in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let, let's wrap this up with predictions. Um, do we have a game seven at Chase Center? So I don't think so. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but I think you and I kind of talked about what we think the flow of game six is going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think our probably Celtics going to come out like gangbusters, punch us in the face. And, um, you know, I think we'll walk them down and then yeah. slowly chip it away. And then eventually they're going to gas out in the fourth like they yeah. have in the last like three games. And then we are probably just going to win like a close seven to eight point victory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my 
prediction. Yeah, I, I see their one big run happening in the first quarter, and we'll go down 10, 12, maybe. Yeah. And then you just got to hang around, right? Like they're going to come out, gangbusters, punch you in the face. You just got to hang tight. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not down more than like 10 to 12. Yeah. Right? And then I'm, you walk them down to like six at halftime, you yeah. know, and then tie it up at the end of the third. And then the fourth quarter, when they start gassing out, you build yeah. that seven to eight point lead, and that's it. Yeah. Who, who plays the hero? I, I, I'm with you. It, it, it's it's over tomorrow, which is why I, I wanted to record today. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll be eating our words, but I, I think uh, <laughs> uh, who, who records, uh, who uh, who plays the hero tomorrow? Clay, Clay or stuff? You may have prematurely shot, shot my wad, wad <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so, um, so you wanted to talk about game six, Clay. I yeah. personally, I personally think um, it is going to be a solid game for Clay, but not a explosive game six. Yeah, not a thirty-four yeah. point. Not a not the... a twenty-five plus. I think yeah. we're gonna get twenty to twenty-two mm-hmm. solid shooting from Clay, five of eleven from three, something like that. Yeah, but I don't think it's gonna be a twenty-five plus mm-hmm. the thirty point like classic game yeah. six Clay. I don't yeah. think we're getting that. I feel like we only get that clay when we're down like a, like a little bit, like down five or six. He just yes. you know, keeps like us in a close out game six. I don't know. Like it's probably going to be a, I mean, I don't think he'll have a bad game. He's been playing really well. Yeah. Um. So I think that'll continue. Um. He's kind of figured these guys out a little bit, picks his spots. He's not forcing shots. Yeah. So that's always good. It's that <laughs> when clay's not forcing Um. Mm. and let the, the shots come to him. Like he, he can make it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, mm. I think Steph is going to have a bounce back game. So, yeah. um, and I think Wiggs will have his usual 18. Yeah. Uh, hopefully 10 to 12 boards again. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think the Celtics just look so gassed and they lack creativity and what they do on offense. And they're not going to roll out, you know, Derek, like Derek White looks scared to be out there. Peyton Pritchard looks scared to be out there. Robert Williams has like one leg left. I think Marcus Smart is pretty hurt. Like there's, there's yeah, just... he's up. Yeah, yeah. This is this is one of those series where I'm like, you know, we're yeah. Like I, I, I I've watched the Warriors long enough to never feel a hundred percent confident, but you just feel it. You, like you, you just feel that it's kind of coming back. You, you know, the momentum swung our way pretty big, and we can win in Boston. Like we've already done it, yeah. and. uh I I think it's just you know we have so many answers to their defensive schemes um, that uh, you know like even if they did try something new in this game you know we'd still be fine. Whereas they've never really had any responses to our defense. Like I don't see any adjustments that they've really made. Um, like the offense still runs through. Tatum, Tatum or Brown, and you kind of know what they're going to be doing when they get the ball. Like Tatum has impressed me a little bit with his passing. I'm not going to lie there, but uh, Brown's just going to put his head down and you know try to take it to the cup. And- okay, mark mark it down. 10:27 p.m. Emil Wing has praised Jason Tatum <laughs> on June 15th, 10:57. He, he might be better than Danny Granger. Oh, okay, slightly. He's just he's a little bit better. Okay. He may be better. Maybe he's better. Is he better than Rudy Gay? Is the <laughs> I'm gonna look at look at Danny Granger's assist numbers. Pretty low, career high of two point. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, Tatum, you get that one. One point for Tatum. So one last thing I would say is um their defense on Steph and how that's going to change because you did, know did they trap him more? Did they actually they did. trap him more? They okay. did. So yeah. they face guarded Steph uh-huh. more, right? And then so they brought the screener up on mm-hmm. a pick and roll way higher. Now it's not a hard trap, mm-hmm. but he basically is preventing Steph from walking into those threes, yeah. essentially. So Horford and Panmore are now coming up um, higher, much higher on the screen, but they're not technically trapping him, mm-hmm. you know? So he, you know, they allow him to come off the screen, but you're met with a defender right there. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, it's a little bit different, but again, they've thrown <laughs> the kitchen sink at mm-hmm. Steph. Yeah, he and Steph has seen every freaking coverage. Like he knows how to play all this defense. Like so, if you're gonna go back to drop, then yeah. if Steph gets going, it's gonna be game four again. Yeah, you know, and then you're gonna hedge or trap or you know come up that high on the screen, then Steph can get by the big, you yeah. know, or get you know, to Draymond. Then. Yeah, get it to Draymond, and then you're at an advantage, even though it's not a hard trap, but still mm-hmm. Draymond can. Mm-hmm. is open in that scenario yeah. getting to the rim so it's like it's just the same old stuff we've already yeah. seen so yeah. many teams try to beat us <laughs> defensively yeah. but yeah. you know well we'll see i'm excited uh where are you gonna watch it by the way just at home as yeah. uh i can't be stressed you know outside now anymore it's just uh you know it's just made too <laughs> stressful not a good look not a good look. Yeah, yeah now I'll be at home. Man. Yeah, and by the way, things are shaking out. I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to watch uh, all of it, which is kind of frustrating. But um, yeah, well, you can always catch the the highlights and rewatch it later. So <laughs> I don't want to rewatch it. <laughs> well, if we if all we right, lose, may, maybe I'll rewatch it. But uh, I think either no, way, no, I would like... not rewatch it. If we lose. <laughs> I would move on to Game Seven. I would not try to rewatch. We're that we're shit. we're not gonna have a Game Seven. That's it. Yeah, you, I don't you, think so. Yeah, you heard it here. We're not gonna have a Game Seven, and Jason Tatum's not very good. It's a, a hot take from the two EWP hot pod. takes. <laughs> All right, dude. We're good chatting. Well, uh, by the way, this is episode 99, so I'm hoping that episode 100 is a uh, is a GSW celebration party. Talking so. about the uh, um, the parade and everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have Bob Fitz ask a an awkward question to Andrew Wiggins about his contract or something. What was that? Wasn't it like a thing with Kevin Durant or like? Yeah, with, I think yeah. it was Bobby and. Uh, Myers. Oh, Myers. Like yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah. It was like Bobby Fitz and Myers, like they yeah. tag teaming KD or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you goons. Like, <laughs> oh, so stupid. All right, dude. Well, go dubs. And uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. Go dubs. <laughs>